0: Hello and welcome to Caged In. I'm, of course, your host, Petrus Patsilovus. And if you don't know by now, this is a week-by-week Nicolas Cage film breakdown. This week, I'm going to be talking about justice or seeking justice. It depends on which territory you're living in to the title of this. I believe the US title is just, is seeking justice. The UK, no, 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 no. It's the other way around. The UK title is seeking justice. The US title is just justice because americans don't mess around they just go straight to the point they're there they're like right that's it we're gonna drink bleach we don't care we need to get out and get back to work but enough of me getting political uh because i could probably go on about that for ages and it's not really something i you're here for and i i, I don't really want to be delving into it uh but before me and my guest Phil talk about this movie. Uh, just want to say to everyone, if you like the podcast, obviously most podcasts leave this bit to the end. But if you like this or if you're listening, I would love it if you could just go on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review your podcast. Just leave a review. But I just want to know like a little bit about your first Nicolas Cage film that you ever saw or your favourite And in upcoming weeks I will I will start to read them out in the intros or the outros to these episodes. Obviously, before we jump in today's episode and see what's going down, we always go over to a little corner and speak to my friend the Anagram Hunter, who is Thomas underscore W Hunter on Twitter. And you can find him for all your anagram needs that you may have and he's provided me with another another little goodie this week. Will it tell us anything that we need to know about seeking justice? And the anagram is, I see it, GCSE junk. For any international listeners, uh, GCSEs is like an exam you take around the age of 16, this, like, I hesitated there. Like That shows how long it's been since I took my GCSEs. But it's kind of whether you're going to go on to further education. Basically, where th- th- those results you're led to believe as a teenager are going to foreshadow the rest of your life and whether you're going to be a bum or whether you're going to be a success. So I'm going to go off that i see it gcse junk is this just gcse junk is this the writings of a creative writing 16 year old who has an hour maybe an hour and a half to write a short story and seeking justice is what came of it well let's listen and find out A guy gets way in over his head and makes a deal that starts to impact his life more than he would ever imagine. He wants to get out, but they won't let him. His relationship is in the balance and he has nowhere to turn. And he gets in way over his head. This sounds like the perfect analogy for me, my life, and this podcast. I tried to get out, but here I am, talking again about seeking justice. Or justice, depending on where you live. However, I'm not alone to talk about this movie. I'm joined by one half of that dynamic duo, those movie guys. Today I'm joined by Phil. How are you, Phil?
1: I'm awesome, dude. I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm really happy to be here, dude. I <laughs> love this podcast.
0: Well, I love your podcast. So it's a perfect, no it's, a perfect yeah, no it's, a, it's a it's 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 a perfect matchup. Um, so before we get talking about this movie. Phil, uh, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you. I've been asking all my guests because I've come back and I'm a lot more professional than I used to be. And the first question always is, are you a Nicolas Cage fan?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You asked me if I want. I'm like, I don't even care what it is. I want to be <laughs> on your show. Like I, I when I chose one that I hadn't seen, which was it's a surprise because I try to keep up on Nick. I try to stay current with him because it doesn't matter how much the budget was what the movie's about it could be that next great nick cage so i always want to watch the new ones and see like is it, is it that one is it cagey cage or is it just like shoot like like phone in cage
0: well yeah there's two cages for me it's like you get these interesting you get like the mandy cages you get the kind of color out space cages or you get the next cages, which is like, oh, the flip reverse where it's kind of
1: Yeah, he just kind of showed up and talked a little bit, maybe ran a little bit, but <laughs> nothing else. I want I want the screaming bug eyed maddening cage. And like so we don't know what you're getting sometimes. So I try to watch as much as I can. I'm surprised I didn't watch this before.
0: Well, seeing as you like to yeah, keep up to date and obviously you are a cage fan, what is the first Nicolas Cage movie you remember seeing?
1: Honestly, the I know I've seen other ones before this because my parents were avid uh, movie watchers. But I'd say the first one I actually remember watching was probably Snake Eyes, like physically in front of me. Like I remember watching Snake
0: Eyes. What? Like, yeah, I can imagine how that could have an impact on you because it's (laughs) it's it's it's, it has moments of greatness. That movie, like that that opening sequence with the kind of one shot movie, oh, it's really cool. Yeah. Moving through the stands and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, you know, I love Gary
1: Sinise, uh Carla Gu- was it Guigino. Yeah. So there were there were some good characters And I that's the first one I remember watching. I know I've seen other ones. Like I know my parents were really they always like sit down and watch you guys are gonna watch this. So we sat down and watched it, you know. So it was a lot of those that I'm trying to think, but I think snake eyes is the first one, and probably eight millimeter was next. Wow.
0: Right, great childhood. <laughs> um, so, Snake Eyes was the first, but which is your favorite Nick Cage movie?
1: Uh, Face Off. Pretty which? sure. Like, I'm trying to think a little bit more, but I'm pretty sure if I had this go right off the cuff, I'd say Face Off because I like the fact that he has to play one character, then he's got to play John Travolta's character as himself again.
0: But it's crazy in that, like, I've had this conversation a few times recently that. He is kind of known for that, that that first 10 minutes of that movie when he's cast the Troy. It's like licking the gun, like uh, suck my tongue thing. Stuff you definitely couldn't do now. It's <laughs> right. like the complete opposite of what you should be doing. Like there, he, he's a Hashtag man- me too. <laughs> or, or, or just, yeah, no social distancing whatsoever with uh, licking tongues and groping up uh, choir girls.
1: I I think yeah, that that was nice too. <laughs> but I, I like when I think it's uh and I forget John Travolta's character's name, but when he's in Nick Cage and then like he's first with like all his buddies and they're hanging around, I think they're doing drugs, and he's just starts like ah! Ah! like <laughs> like laughing like manically, like that's mental, man. That's you're mental, it's crazy. So like I, I feel like he was pretending to be John Travolta pretending like he was him. like that's what judge foldify thinks of me so that's how i'm gonna act Yeah, it's like it's very meta
0: yeah well yeah (laughs) and then and it's it gets more meta that the fact that we're now talking about that on a nick gage podcast so let's just keep it going yeah super
1: inception
0: (laughs) so let's talk about seeking justice as i believe it's known In your neck of the woods, uh, the UK is known solely as Justice, but it had an original title which was Just Justice. Though,
1: so vague as a title, not even like doesn't give you any hint. Like, is it a courtroom drama? What's this about? (laughs) Justice. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't understand it. (laughs) Is there a difference seeking justice in the UK? I don't know. I, 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 why they chose to change, pick a different name
0: no there's a few there's a few like that so there's another uh, there's another Nicolas Cage film called Tokarev in the UK which is just called Rage in the US and um there's a film called Southern Fury as well in the US and in the uh no Southern Fury in the UK and in the US it's called Arsenal um (laughs) (laughs) like yeah I guess
1: copyright laws who knows what stuff is you know trademarks
0: we see it recently with um, Ford versus Ferrari. is called Le Mans sixty six in the UK. Really? Yeah, I guess because Americans probably would have thought there was sixty five more films they had to see before. <laughs> right, it was sequels. <laughs>
1: yeah, sixty the 66th sequel, or maybe they just assume Americans are so dumb that it's like this is what the movie's about: Ford and Ferrari. Like you need. Okay, now you get it. Instead of like, I mean, if if you're a car goo you know what Le Mans sixty six is. You know what happened that year and shit like that, you know. But yeah, we're we're please feed us as much information as possible. <laughs> Give us eight eighteen fucking trailers so we're really informed on what this movie is before we go. Cause I might not be sure.
0: <laughs> Tell us everything before we get to the uh like, which is
1: a, it's a weird thing. And I talk about it on our podcast before that. I, I remember I was watching House of a Thousand Corpses and like after about five minutes into it, it was all Captain Spaulding to spit and crazy shit. This mother and her two small children get up and leave. I'm like, what'd they think this movie was? So maybe that's why they had these titles. Like they need to really inform you because people have made the mistake, but a thousand House of a Thousand Corpses. Come on, mom.
0: Yeah, it's not like it's called like Spooky House or something like that, which could be right. like.
1: <laughs> you, they, I think they, they, I think they spelled it out for you, and you still made the mistake. Like it's... this is not the this is in the movie I I want no sorry come on kids close your eyes and ears let's get out of here stupid. Well,
0: talking about movies that do just give you straight down the line what they are. Seeking justice as a title is perfect for this movie because it kind of sets the stakes and tells you exactly what this is going to be about. Um, it's directed by Roger Donaldson. He himself has got like a fantastic, well, like just kind of varied career. So he directed 1988's Cocktail. he uh, 19, yeah. 1995's Species. ninety seven he did Dante's Peak. Oh, so good movies I like in there. The World's Fastest Indian. In 2008, he did The Bank Job with Jason Statham. And then 2011, he did Seeking Justice with Nicolas Cage. So,
1: I also like it because I like it when they find a way to say the name. Like, I mean, Dante's speaking, it's hard not to say the name in the movie. But Seeking Justice, you had to find a way to write that into dialogue. And I like it. Guy, or not Guy Ritchie, I do this all the time. Guy Pierce gay pierce said it like and i'm like oh there it is that's a movie name right there
0: well originally this movie was going to be called the hungry rabbit jumps
1: and that was they had no problem writing that into the dialogue (laughs) but like a hundred times
0: but when that moment comes when guy pierce says seeking justice there's like a movement i'm not sure if it's like worldwide but there's a movement of people who have a like thing that when they're sat in cinemas that when they hear the title of the movie said out loud, they just (laughs) clap and leave. (laughs) Just, you're done. Um, Um, They did um, it. Yeah, they did it. They did it. So this movie, you would have been 14 minutes in. I actually, like, looked at the clock to see, and 14 minutes in, you'd be out. And it's said with, like, Are you serious? When people actually get up and leave the theater when they hear the title. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a kind of like avocat art movement almost, <laughs> yeah. But his, li- his line is said with such like gravitas. He's like, we're just citizens, a few citizens seeking justice.
1: It does invite you in though. Like you're just a citizen too. I'm just a citizen. Like, yeah, you know, I'm tired of the rampant crime. We're just
0: citizens seeking justice. So, like when this movie like opens out, we get like Nick Cage as this kind of I don't know a, a Nick Cage a kind of haven't really seen before in a way that he's just like quite a, like an affable, nice guy, normal, normal guy, right? Yeah. The he's only like, only, mm-hmm.
1: only unbelievable thing was him and January Jones. <laughs> like, come on, dude! She's so hot, and you're Nick Cage. Like you guys are really married. <laughs>
0: I'm t- talking about like where they're going to be in 10 years time and he's like yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be here but we'll have a babysitter and it's like pretty sure nick cage at this point is like okay, okay, yeah put, put pushing on a bit and january jones is a good 20 but that's that's the hollywood problem right there's it's a lot of like middle-aged men with unrealistically young girlfriends in movies and wives how'd you meet at a fucking ARP convention like how <laughs> old is this guy
1: like I, I I never I never never understood that, never appreciated that. So hard to believe them kissing I'm like, and the whole time, like you want to put yourself like I try to put myself in a cinematic mode, like watch the movie as a viewer. Then I'm watching it, and they're kissing. I'm like, she's like, dude, how much am I getting paid for this? <laughs> like, it, that takes me out of it sometimes. like she's like, or or it could be like, yo, I got to kiss. I mean, I would love to kiss Nicholas Cage right on the lips, just to say I did. Well, Wait, I got. It.
0: <laughs> you very I probably much, could. You very much could have your chance. Like, I guess, like now that he has been cast as Joe Exotic, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm lo- looking at looking at you, uh, Phil. I reckon, like, if you if you hit the, hit the gym a bit and kind of knocked out a few of those teeth, we could definitely be looking at a John Finley in front of me I, right now. I could
1: be in there, and I could be definitely kissing the body part at least of him.
0: It like yeah, it like. And I would, I would pay good money to see it. I would <laughs> <laughs> meet me and Joe in
1: a, a three way marriage with Nick Cage right on the altar there.
0: That's perfect. Yeah, we've, uh, we we'll tell CBS that we have uh, we have our we have our traffic. no
1: no use looking for uh, no casting calls. It's already done.
0: Perfect. Yeah. So, what do you think of this casting of Nick Cage as Joe Exotic?
1: I feel like he's mental enough to do it. I just feel like there's a lot of people that threw their name out there that I think could have actually done it with more sincerity other than being crazy Nick Cage. I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying I think there's some people out there that probably could have hit it a little
0: bit better. But I don't know until it comes. Yeah, I'm interested to see it in the fact that it will. It should provide a different side of Cage that we've never seen before one him playing a like a, a queer character in in Joe Exotic something like a lot of like Cage's characters have been very very like macho or kind of like super like cod air
1: yeah so like yeah, very very like testosterone male I am tough you know the rock like even he was a nerd in there but he's like I fucked the prom queen so like he was super he was super male in all of those where this is I guess he still is be super male just with boyfriends.
0: Yeah. Uh, like I guess a lot of people, it comes as a shock because the front runners for this role, like this, this is, this is another production. Though, Cause this two, there's two series of Joe, like the Joe exotic story going into production. One with like Kate McKinnon based on the wondery podcast series. Yeah. And then this is a totally other script. It's like a eight
1: part tv series
0: yeah by the showrunner of american vandal so i'm not which sure which was amazing i'm not sure I what approach american they're vandal. gonna take with it like is loved it loved american be-
1: vandal it was so well done if they put half the effort that they put into this they put it into that american vandal was beautiful was, I, it, took, it took me fucking like five episodes to truly tell myself this was fake. <laughs> like this is a mockumentary; it's not real. And I'm like, dude, they're 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 nailing it right now. So if they can do that with that, give them give them
0: Tiger King. Perfect. So we should probably get back to talking about seeking justice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we kind of get this setup of. This school teacher and like he de- he delivers a brilliant speech to one of the kids early on, which like is I, 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 I had to note it down because I thought it's just like it's great and it's, it's sloppy script writing. But the line is, if you put your mind to your work as much as you did to scamming the school, you could really accomplish something to which the kid replies written on his mobile phone. Fuck you. Fuck you. There,
1: that, and there's also a line in the beginning that's the uh, um, talking about William Shakespeare. Like, instead of like attacking somebody, he wrote down his attacks on with words, like, wrote them down on paper. Like, you don't need to f- assault somebody if you could just use your words. And then the whole story arc of a writer, you know, being our journalist, investigative journalist, being involved and in shit it was kind of like fucking, you know, matched up really well, which, you know, that's easy to write.
0: So the setting of this movie as well. It's it's Nicolas Cage's fourth movie that's set in and around New Orleans. Was it uh Bad Lieutenant in Well yeah, it's, it's it's in the title, Port of Call New Orleans. Yeah, this is Is first. it is it the whole title? I thought it was just Port of Call.
1: Maybe here it was. Uh yeah, here we go. May <laughs> <dude. laughs> I think, I think it was Bad Lieutenant Port of call here.
0: Yeah, so we got we got the New Orleans in the UK. But um yeah, this is like and this ties in greatly to the fact that Nicolas Cage has this affinity with New Orleans, Asian culture. Well, yeah, he he has. He used to own the Mary Laveau house in New Orleans. He he has a burial it fits, plot.
1: It fits with his eccentric nature that he would pick a town that's just steeped in culture and is is vibrant and is wild and crazy as his mental state is all the time.
0: <laughs> but for me like I, I guess as an outsider from seeing like new orleans only in movies and stuff like that, this is a side of new orleans i've never seen it's kind of it's like it looks a lot more industrial it's, it's not like, bourbon street exactly yeah yeah yeah. i'm used to seeing it in like uh zanderly like a nick cage movie where yeah there's amazing. there's there's fucking jazz playing every,
1: on every corner there's fucking beads everywhere <laughs> it's just people dancing and singing and like i mean they did show it where they go to, the, they go out dancing. Like if you're in New Orleans, you go out dancing. Like there's always a live band somewhere. There's never a fucking TV with a DJ or something like that. It's it's live music, and it's it's culture music. It's not fucking you know. It's not rave music. It's, I mean, there, I'm sure there's places down there, but when you when you talk about Bourbon Street in that area, you, you picture you picture people dancing. Like there's everybody on the floor. Well, and I thought much. about it, watching it. Was like. I'd love to dance, but nine times out of 10, when I go around around where I'm from, it's like there's three people dancing. I'm like, so everybody's sitting down (laughs) is going to watch me go out there and dance. I wish everybody, nobody was sitting down, everybody was dancing. Then I I wouldn't feel so like awkward and weird.
0: Well, in the current age we're living in, uh, Phil, I'm pretty sure you could like join some kind of zoom dance class or uh you could yeah some some, some online I can, activity I can shake my ass yeah exactly
1: I, I saw there was a drive-in rave somewhere i'm like how'd that work I,
0: I saw something like that and there's a there's a drive-through strip club as well where the um yeah, well
1: that's that's more understandable because i go to a strip club you just sit there i'm okay <laughs> with that but i'm not gonna go why would i go to the drive-in rave where we're all sitting in our cars like, <laughs> just fucking glow sticks in our own ride like i'll oh, fucking hit the steering wheel again turn over <laughs>
0: so you mentioning them going out like to dance yeah they go to this kind of like masquerade ball style club and we get introduced to his like best friend jimmy who's played by harold pinot who's famously michael from lost,
1: lost man <laughs> lost i mean he's been in a lot of other shit but he's been i mean he was decent in sons of anarchy i don't know if you watched that no he was he was decent in there but the whole time i'm thinking i'm like this michael from lost
0: yeah and he's 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 amazing in uh baz lerman's romeo and juliet as well and and then we have jennifer carpenter as well as trudy his girlfriend and it's kind of all like
1: it's it's on the heels of dexter i think right 2011
0: like we're like what like four years removed from dexter well yeah it's just this thing that the kind of support cast are just two staples of two really big American right. Yeah. Shows. And it's just like, I couldn't, I couldn't shake, I couldn't shake that. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's the sister from Dexter. That's all. All I wanted to hear like Jimmy, his character's name is, is just shout Michael. Uh, like, Oh no, Walt. I always wanted Walt, to He's looking for his son. his Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I almost started rewatching Lost because I, I just—I I think I need a better conclusion for that series as a whole.
0: I don't think you're ever gonna get it. Um, I
1: don't. <laughs> it's not. It's not purgatory. It's not the afterlife. It's not all this. And then it was. You liars! <laughs> JJ said the whole time, "It ain't. It ain't. It ain't." And then they fucking did it. So I think I, I want to rewatch it just so I get a better, solid base.
0: So, what did you think of the like premise of this movie? So, obviously, like it kind of sets up that Nick Cage's <laughs> wife is—it's something
1: that you can understand, definitely understand as a regular folk, regular citizen of any country, anywhere. Somebody gets hurt, and like I think uh, it was a Simon, is uh, guy uh, Pierce's character. He said like. Yeah, if they do like, if they do catch him, she's going to have to testify in court, which is an emotional problem. And then he might, like, rapists get 11, 11 months. He's like, that's less than tax evasion. Like, you could, you know, this guy would be out if you seek that sort of normal justice. You know, let the system work, if it even does. If they actually catch this guy, if they run the DNA that takes six months. But it's like, we can give you an option out of that. We just may ask a favor. And you know, as a moviegoer and person who understands these, it's never just one favor. It's always like, especially for something like that, if you're we're going to assist you in murder, murder somebody, we're going to ask you for something pretty fucking heavy in the future. Um, but it's like it's an idea that everybody can wrap their eyes around. Like, I want, I don't even care what justice it is. Is if it's fucking happening right now, kill that motherfucker.
0: Well, yeah, it's that. It's that, and we get this scene where we realize pretty early on that. They are asking the people who they ask for favors to do big things because when her attacker is killed, the guy himself is like, "The the the I don't attack- know you, yeah."
1: I, I don't know you, but uh, I got to ask a favor. Like my sister was killed, you know, six months ago, and this is what they asked me to do.
0: Yeah, and um, what did you think? Like, I I, I found it a very, a very odd and like quite funny choice is that the the attacker has snake skin boots on is is that the is that the sign of a bad guy is that the kind of is, it, is that the universal kind of trope of they were in nick cages band?
1: and he's like i want them in the film he's like they were like <laughs> fucking like twenty four thousand dollars. they they're of a rare snake like they need to be in this fucking movie make him the bad guy but yes i mean criminals are always stereotypes like they're they have something—a leather jacket, a fucking face tattoo. <laughs> like just because you got a face tattoo doesn't mean you're a bad guy, but it does make me think you're a bad guy <laughs> right away. So when Cage gets like embroiled in, he can't, yeah, it is. And, the, gets- and the and the and the, ac- the one thing I don't like is how he has to accept their request because him and Simon in the future talk frequently on the phone. Why do I have to go buy? I don't even know what it was—the nutrient bar—twice out of some <laughs> random vending machine. Like, can I just text yes like a, or or why to whatever disposable phone you have? Like, why? Why the elaborate thing? I mean, it's just—it's just—it's a, a filler. It's to add fucking some anticipation because there's a fucking cop right there. You know, so it's was like, oh, him struggling with the decision—is it all worth it? You know, it's almost like uh, the movie The Box. Like would you would you kill would would you accept the money if you knew somebody in the world anywhere in the world died? Like, ah, oh, do I do it? Is it you know? It's a moral choice, a moral conundrum.
0: Well, I think the like, The plot to this movie kind of plays out like an extended episode of Black Mirror. So, like, it's very much similar to that kind of vein in like a world where this is a possibility that to avenge an attack on like a family member and very much plays into that idea of how far would it like ask you the question as the viewer like how far would you go what would you do to protect your own family which i think is like a very interesting question to kind of pose to an audience
1: i i I like the question but it's the idea that I, I would, and it's this is my opinion, I feel like there's a large majority of the population that would say, I will do it. Somebody rapes my lady, I'll fucking, I'll kill him, go to jail. Like, th- you doing it, it's great and all. Like, I don't think I would ever think twice about it. Like, I would, I'll would, i fucking do it. So, like, him struggling, like, the more, I mean, I, I guess I'm not moral that way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking
0: eye for an eye. But, like, I guess... that 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 would be a lot of people's like logical step to go but that would mean this film would be 20 minutes long as opposed to the as opposed to the one hour 45 runtime but it it pushes this
1: common story that happens because a lot of them happen where something happens i mean kevin bacon did it uh bruce willis has done it multiple times uh gerard butler fucking Mel Gibson. It's like, if someone you love died, what would you do? And it's like, they totally changed who they were into something else. Bruce Willis, you know, like I'm a fucking surgeon. And then now I'm, now I'm a ruthless killer, a vigilante <laughs> justice protecting the, you know, the city. Like, you know, that that's been done so many times. So they needed to, did make it different. We are part of a community that is just fed up with this rampant crime and we're trying to fix it like i so i get it i get it for movie purposes i just feel like a big portion of the population would be like no i'll fucking kill him you know liam neeson i'll fucking go just do it well yeah it's th- th- those ideas of just like throughout but there's this, so, but there's so many of them
0: yeah i like did you i enjoyed this movie like i found myself being quite like tense just because i kind of i like this kind of someone in too deep and like there's a mystery element you don't to want to or like there's i think there's a
1: point right outside this uh the school where simon like writes his like number on the board or whatever and then he calls him and he's like oh i'm right here so talk to me and he's like i'm done i'm out okay and leaves like it's never that easy but like that's what a regular everyday man probably would do was like okay enough like <laughs> like no you're you're criminal now you're you're an active participant in a crime, so you know. You're well, it's not that, that
0: is—it's very much like a suspense thriller, and that like, and it's that plays upon a lot of like suspicion and that that kind of idea of like you don't know who is in on anything. Like we see it in a moment. um I think I think once, like the who
1: was it? Uh, the it sheriff? Well, I've Captain. actually
0: yeah, I've got I've got I've got a, I've got a clip to play that um, this this is when Nicolas Cage meets my the, favorite color <laughs> meets yeah is, is being questioned in the police station and then meets the um, kind of superior comes in to question him and you find out well maybe he's not as he seems either my
2: favorite color is my favorite color uh, purple purple If a baby is unhappy, he... he cries. The hungry rabbit...
0: jumps. The hungry rabbit jumps. Got it.
2: get up put that on i'm gonna leave the room wait 10 seconds and get out of here
0: so we see that even someone high up in the police is in on this kind of organization and it's like i think that's when you realize it is
1: an organization where before you thought it was maybe a couple dudes but then this is the realization that it's bigger than that so it's like who else
0: Well, yeah, that 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 moment reminded me of a moment in *Rosemary's Baby*, like another film that just things in that thing of who who can you turn to to trust. Like, luckily in this case, it's somebody who has got his back. But like that idea and other, I I think that thing of just shady cult-like figures in the background really like fascinates me. Yeah, and in *Rosemary's Baby*, she goes to the doctors. At one point, and like mentions, like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure there's something going on with my neighbors and my husband, and then even the doctors, like, a part of their like shady cabal, right. and
1: it's like, yeah, so, it's, it's 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 a realization.
0: Yeah, but that that like as a cinema goer, that really gets me on like a guttural level because that plays into like one of my fears of just like. Um, and a lot, but it's a lot more. Of,
1: you see it more in cinema as the closing. Yes. Like now you now you come up with your own opinion but it's like something like said in the last like minute like I'm walking away the kid that you gave me and i was like give you a hint that I'm part of the group that you're trying to stop. You know, it's it's, it's I, mean, I can't think of any examples right now but I know I've seen it a bunch. But it's usually like in the end or this you eat it like midway through the movie where you're starting to realize like there is, this is grander. There are more moving pieces.
0: Yeah, it would it would very much be like the ending of Gone Baby Gone when you realize that the person like who's behind it all is Morgan Freeman's character. Who's like throughout the whole thing is like the chief of police or something like that. And it's like
1: helping with I the mean, search and, and Harris was helping him with the whole process, you know?
0: And like this, we kind of see a lot of cage running in inappropriate shoes, which I found like great. And it's kind of like, he goes from being like an English teacher to kind of being like almost like a a Jack like Jack Reacher style, like uses his wits really well to kind of get out of situations. Whether that's like yeah, like him him snuggling
2: in
1: under the hands under that bridge, like beautiful. Like I didn't jump off; I yeah. found a little slipper slippery out, and I'm down here. But they're nothing better than Nick Cage running. He's all knees, man. And it makes me feel bad anytime I see him jump off something because the way he runs, you know his knees are bad. <laughs> so when he jumps off something, it's like, oh, I can I you know I'm getting older now, so I appreciate the pain. Like ah.
0: <laughs> knees, man. It's well, the there's ache. a There's a moment in it when like he kind of uses an ingenious way to get a car. He sneaks into a hotel, steals someone's jacket that has their valet ticket in it, and like Conveniently, though, because it plays into like a part in the film, has a DVD player in there, right. and it kind of becomes like his Batman's like bat cave Yeah, like of he, like
1: he can pump this video in after a great getaway.
0: Yeah, and like he gets, but he,
1: fr- but, he, but even that all played out like I don't care how much you put your hand by your face. Every newspaper in that fucking printing company had his face on the goddamn cover. So I don't care if you come with a little eyebrow. Nobody <laughs> looked up. Not one person. They were so fucking studious doing their jobs that they <laughs> never looked up and saw, like, that guy looks a lot like every single page I've seen today. Looks like that guy, everyone.
0: Well, I would love to have, like, known how this film started out because he very much has the tropes of an investigative, journal- investigative journalist and, like, kind of, he very quickly falls into that role of, like, just investigating everything. And does investigating sort of, the investigated journalists. Yeah,
1: and does it like, so well. Like, he's, like, taking receipts and stuff, and, like, he he knew to save those. How? So quickly. And I like them dropping a little bit of English knowledge in the world. Like, the lady's like, ah, oh, what'd you hyphenate the second name? And, and, you know, a hyphen? And he, he just, like, spits out a bunch of fucking, uh, like, fucking english vernacular on how to like write shit and she's like oh i guess you're right <laughs> it's like, oh yeah remember he's an english teacher
0: just a regular joe like us well yeah that's kind of like his special power in this movie that's <laughs> he, his like one thing english to language <laughs> which, which which plays him well that and for the very minimal money he has he's very like liberal when he's like bribing a guy for I, some- information is buying shots like crazy like didn't she give you and she said that's all i
1: have which made me think that's not a lot <laughs> she's like this is all i have so i'm I'm thinking like 57
0: dollars yeah i and what, know <laughs> when he's uh when he's at the gas station asking for information he looks very liberal in like do you know what I mean like hit in 20s yeah well yeah like you you probably know the currency better than me but i was like wow that looks like it could be like a a hundred dollar bill he, he looks like a, the guy's eyes lit up so like, i thought like he's he's been a big tipper here and he he looks right, so but, but his old wife old. made me think it was like she didn't yeah, give yeah, him yeah. a lot yeah, that's <laughs> what i mean i'm
1: like so what kind of life are they living like maybe maybe you know maybe they're fucking pretty ritzy where like she gave him 1500 she's like sorry that's not a lot of money like you <laughs> know i could I, I could sit here for the next month and a half without working like i have been for 1500 dollars like still so like she gave it's like ah sorry, babe. Like, wow. <laughs> Wish I was, you know, felt bad, you know, but yeah. It's fun, it's funny. It's funny how like, yeah, that, that dude with the fucking the gas, he just was like, Oh Well, he'll tell you anything. I'll betray my mother for that sort of money.
0: Well, he, he had that kind of look on his face when the first like bill was put down, and it kind of felt like redundant that he then had to like put down two more bills because in a row given yeah. the information already and like yeah so i, kept-
1: I, I mean i didn't have to go back but i think he i think he threw down 20 so it's not 20 dollar yeah. know i mean i think it's really the fucking same as is as, as a pound so yeah,
0: yeah but even so the guy was sold on 20 he didn't need to give him 60 <laughs> hey, he, he didn't need any more He like you you already had the info <laughs> <gasps> My and the God. info, like it, it seemed very like quick.
1: it was life-changing money.
0: Well, it seemed very quick for him to then like get like it was the mystery was solved because there was just a DVD inside of a boat, which like went like I thought like when when there was the book, I thought it has got to be a lot like a lot more. What, the, the Edward Burke was it Edward Burke? I thought it was gonna be a lot more like in depth than that. Like it would be some kind of right, psych- like national
1: treasure. Like there's gonna be like, this. There's one piece of uh, one passage in the book that's gonna tell you the location of this hidden DVD or this hidden evidence we have. Or oh, oh, Have oh. to travel around and no, it's just that is it was, it was, if anybody had any sort of public records, they could know that he owns another place that's not his desk at work, and that's where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> and like. <laughs> real easy to find like i wish i would know if you knew where it was at all his buddies at the, the wake like you like, pull public records
0: you find where he other place was it's in a boatyard in like behind the flimsiest door in the world that even the gas station attendant says like oh yeah i saw a guy back up into that door and it it, it just fell right off and he did exactly <laughs> that he didn't <laughs> ram it he just was like oh
1: whoops <laughs> through a door and then there's the there's the secret ID to
0: everybody's salvation. Which then he, like, again, it felt like padding in the movie that he he then, like, has Simon on the back foot and it's, like, juicing him, like, kind of putting him through the stages and making him jump through the hoops in the way that, like, he makes yeah, people... Yeah, meet me here and then yeah. meet me here and then do this and, yeah and it just felt like a great chance for them to like shoot at a like monster truck derby it was like it kind of it kind of they couldn't wait to just show how much america's america yeah well (laughs) it just it just had no no kind of relevance to it it was just like oh this is pretty cool he he doesn't like it was was out of place and his plan doesn't really like it's not really a great he doesn't have a grand plan really he's just like go here go there go to the bathroom have a leak go buy a hot dog and then he confronts him i thought there would be some kind of it was it was nothing like like Hard with a vengeance
1: where every station you went to there was a new problem to solve like this didn't get him doing all the things he was supposed to do for nick cage didn't get him anywhere yeah like, it was just doing it, and then call, and then now do this. Like, you're my bitch. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was the whole, like, I'm in control, so you'll do what I say.
0: Well, one of the things in this movie as well, because we find that out... Guy that guy
1: was Simon, too, in Die Hair with a Vengeance.
0: Yes. the oh. <laughs> Irons. So, it turns out at one point that Jimmy is a part of, like, this organization, and I'm not sure about you, but I felt that the relationship between Jimmy and um will's character like yeah nick, nick cage's character will wasn't like built up enough for it to be the portrayal that it was like obviously it was it was and if jimmy knew all this his
1: reaction is shit like when he punched the kid in class jimmy should have been well aware of what's going on he's like what the hell man and then even fucking will's will being like i just told you Oh, did it re- repeat like a million times? I'm like, he told it. Now, this would be the second time if you did tell him. The sec- he's like, you're never, he's like, you're late. Yeah, I know. So, so something happened. And then, but you're never late. Well, I gotta tell you a million times. <laughs> like, wow, slow it down, fucking Mr. Aggressor. Like, but Jimmy knows this. He knows everything that's happening. So why would he be, it was, it was, it was fooling us for the sake of fooling us, but for no other reason. Maybe to make Will believe that he truly was the unknowing friend and all this, and he wasn't a part of this group. But I was like, you know, once the reveal happened, I'm like, this doesn't make sense because he's well aware, and especially in private, he'd been like, I get what's going on with this dude. Like, he's forced to make some difficult decisions, so like, I'm gonna cut him some slack because he's my bud.
0: Well, it felt like a lot of it could have been avoided with that relationship between those mm-hmm. two. That like he could have said to him like. I'm in this. I can try and help you get out. Like instead of like dig yourself deeper. Like he's a man who is kind of, he can't go to the cops because they're after him because he's been framed for a murder. Which like of yeah of this journalist and then he can't go to anyone else because this just yeah it's like everyone's out to get. He's a he's a man on the run, stuck between the cops. That's and what the body goes. Man on the run, and
1: they can use the song. <laughs>
0: I hate to break it to you that that song's called "Band on the Run." Um, No, man, (laughs) it's "Man." Okay, so uh, the Wings song is now called "Man on the Run." Man on the run. (laughs) So that, like, for for a like film that I thought like might have had like a higher body count, like whether like it was like accidental kind of deaths by, like, well, it's that he refused (laughs) so much though for so long. It could have been higher. Yeah. Well, there's that like there's that crazy scene on the highway when that guy gets taken down by a fucking truck, Uh, which is like, and then
1: show him getting dragged forever. Yeah. Like I know that's what happens, but show him the legs like dangling. uh, How long does it take a Ford Explorer to stop?
0: (laughs) Well, it's like the stunt guys that day were like, "Come on, we're we're,
1: we're fucking doing it.
0: We've spent all day." Like, setting up this scene, we're getting the most out of it. Like,
1: Show <laughs> so his dangly legs, like, halfway <laughs> underneath where they get stuck under the axle.
0: But, like, how do you, like, yeah, what did you think of it? Did, did you enjoy, did you enjoy, did you enjoy this movie? I did. It was, it was just, it seemed as
1: so not Nick Cage, though.
0: Well, it, there was
1: points in it, but... It just wasn't crazy. I feel like he is replaceable by anybody else where I feel like a Nick Cage movie is only a Nick Cage movie. Well, I like... You you put anybody in a cast or chore, that's a whole different movie.
0: I Like, like this is...
1: He's replaceable.
0: I like the idea that it is Cage kind of getting to do something that we'd never really see him see him do. obviously he's played like the kind of studious guy whether that's um you you're you're he, he's like christopher
1: walken you get cast for a reason you're cage we want we want full cage here mandy we want fuck we want cagey <laughs> cage we don't want pretend cage we don't want regular actor cage we want fucking real cage so like i mean it was a good movie but i just feel like it could have been anybody in that role and it would have been no different
0: I, for me, as somebody who's like watching all of these movies, I it's a welcome break for me to kind of see him like that. It's, that it's not
1: Cagey Cage.
0: Well, that yeah, that it's like he's not being typecast. I feel like a lot of those performances have turned a lot of people off of Cage, and like wouldn't have watched like this movie because of it. Like it, this has happened a lot like kind of especially post 2010 there's a lot of roles he's done which are well he has some taxes to pay for you know he had shit to do but he's done some really he's like some really interesting stuff around around this period like this But i think like, he's
1: doing everything
0: oh yeah yeah of course yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> anybody that sends him a script he's doing so whether it's low-key or it's being like i need vampire kiss cage like that's what i'm
0: looking for <laughs> Well, even looking at 2011 like in in his filmography, this is one of five movies that came out that year. Jesus
1: Christ, dude. The the man's a workhorse. Give him credit.
0: Yeah, so this year consisted of Season of the Witch, Drive Angry, Ju- Seeking Justice, Trespass, and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance.
1: Razzie award winner. <laughs> he won
0: Razzie for that which i didn't think it was that bad. What ghost rider spirit of vengeance? Yeah. No, i It was
1: it was not great by any means, but i don't think it was Razzie bad.
0: No, i it must have been a bad year for the razzies if ghost <laughs> well, rider spirit of vengeance. There was
1: a lot of really good actors that year, so yeah, it was yeah, hard. Yeah. We had you know the, the pool just went up so much.
0: Well, i guess um, but... this this would have been the start of the kind of cage becoming the meme that he eventually kind of boiled over the pot and we're seeing kind of coming back round now in 2020 I like, wonder
1: how that plays with him though if he feels like am I cast because I'm crazy so should I just be crazy or like he talks to somebody if there's if there's somebody saying we need cagey cage like is that part of the process I'm with the directors and the writers and they're like all right Nick you can do a lot of things we've seen you you know leaving Las Vegas amazing great work you know We've seen Mandy. Wow, you know, there's a bunch of different shit. Like, does he have a conversation? And they were like, "We need you to go fucking nuts, or we need you to tone it down." Like, this isn't that movie. Seeking Justice isn't that. We don't need
0: that. We just need the regular Nick Cage. Just show up and fucking act, man. Well, I've um like heard interviews of him saying that like he always asks for just one take for him. And a lot of the time that is the take that directors will use. But I guess that's when he's kind of doing his his like cagey cage stuff. But on the flip side of that, I do think a lot of the stuff he does, whether it is as you say, for financial like reasons, he does still make interesting choices within this like kind oh, of sure.
1: You know, I, he's in that he's in a, a one that's getting filmed now, or maybe just was filmed of where he's like a truffle hunter. Yeah, I think it's pig. called I think it's called Pig. Yeah, like that's an interesting choice, and also I like when he burns screen time, like when it's him alone or him like with a fucking you know a pig. Like I like that idea, like because he he has the ability as much as you know nobody wants to say that Nick Cage is a great
0: actor he can consume screen time, and there's a lot of people that can't. Well, we've got, like, he's hitting, like, especially with the the news that came out uh, May 4th, it would have been, like, when this goes out, like, for us, it's today. Like, the news of him playing Joe Exotic is, like, massive news for him. But even just, like, his kind of, like, roster of films he's got coming up, whether that's, like, the unbearable weight of uh, brilliance, I think it is, where he's playing himself, this kind of, like meta like Uh uh-huh crazy and and i'm okay with that i mean i'm
1: fine with that because i feel like he is good enough actor that he can do that stuff that where it's like here's the movie put it on your shoulders you have to carry it though yeah pig i I feel like it's one of those movies and i like the fact that you know there's so many actors in the world that are like you know rdj's great actor but it's like unless it's 25 million i ain't doing it yeah. like unless you give me that role he might jump on a couple of smaller ones but then you got guys like um Robert Pattinson which me and Joe fucking adore and love like yeah. he's dropped he got that fucking Twilight money so now he's doing indies he's doing shit that interests him and he's doing great work so i like the fact that maybe Nick Cage is financially struggling so he is doing them indies that, that there's cool work sure there's going to be messes but i like the fact that he's still giving them the time of day Well, yeah. It's like I mean, what was the budget on this movie? Seventeen million.
0: Yeah, it's a a lower. So he couldn't have got
1: paid a ton for it, but he still was willing to take the risk. I like the fact, or not willing, kind of forced. You know, with financial problems, which kind of fits with Joe Exotic. Like, I'm never going to financially recover from this. (laughs) Don't don't buy a fucking dinosaur egg, then. That you know that would be a thing.
0: (laughs) Well, like you to your point of like, yeah, pig looks really interesting. He's kind of got this like he's gonna kind of round out a weird trilogy of kind of like art house horror movies with Wally's Wonderland. That's supposed to be like that it's, looks it's, really fucking cool, and that's gonna be just him, right? It's yeah, he kind of plays this like silent janitor against these animatronics. In it like, looks, but he can he can do a fucking solo movie. 100 like i think for all like the kind of misses he does and like i I think that's going to be the greatest thing about your podcast is you're going to
1: see the beginning cage and then you know fuck got an academy award and then the highlight of his 90s you know he did like con air face off eight millimeter fucking snake eyes like a bunch of shit right in a row and then kind of some bullshit for a long time. And then he started doing the indies a little more. Sort started mixing it up. Like he's gonna run full circle with his career. I think it's just gonna get better.
0: Well, there's a yeah, there's a really interesting point that um a guest of mine made uh that was in regards to well, yeah, I guess people won't hear it for a couple of weeks yet because it's actually in the crudes episode, which was recorded before this. Love but, the I love the crudes. But like what we're seeing now is People who are making movies with Cage in them are people who grew up watching Cage movies, so they're casting him for a whole host of different reasons. to
1: that he was casting biases, like yeah. I just like him, and just like he, the motherfucker. He's
0: probably getting he's probably getting written into scripts like with him. In I mind. wrote this. I wrote this for him. Yeah, and like it's really interesting. Certain like he is one of those rare talents that once he's in a movie like if if it's a hit like not and i'm not talking just financially if it's a hit like kind of he's following or everybody likes it, it, it if he's nailed the movie like you cannot think of anyone else in that role but him like if if you recast mandy there's no way that you could think of anyone else even even down to like ghost rider like you you look at that movie and you think who else could do that transformation the look he's screaming he's johnny blaze man he's fucking johnny blaze and like yeah it is it is kind of a down point on this that it is such like an an mediocrity yes it, it is it is this kind of I kept thinking maybe it's because of uh, the movie The Game. I just thought, like, this is like a Michael Douglas. This is a Michael Douglas. This is like a 90s Michael Douglas movie. Or, but
1: that's why I said it could, he could be interchanged with anybody
0: and it'd be the same exact movie. Yeah, th- this this felt like, and from looking at the director's like credits, this could have easily have been a 90s Kevin Costner movie without a shadow of a doubt, like... Pierce Brosnan, Dante yeah.
1: <laughs> Like, he could, you just throw him in that role. Like well, just, it,
0: it doesn't change. Three years later, the director actually went on to make The November Man with Piers Brosnan. So, like... <laughs> Likes him. So, but, like, this could have easily... And I would be really interested to find out if maybe Piers Brosnan was the original choice for this movie. Because that would have that worked. Like, you can see Piers Brosnan in this role. Mm-hmm your everyday man just you know struggling somehow he's got a british
1: accent he's from new orleans (laughs) you know Weirdly, (laughs) like but aren't they do it with arnold all the time somehow he's a local town sheriff in texas and with an austrian accent so like
0: you don't you know you choose to forget weirdly this movie was on the 2009 blacklist of most liked unmade scripts of the year (sighs) i guess
1: (laughs) I mean, I just feel like it's, it's kind of generic. I mean, I mean, who was the whole script written? Was this the script that they made from that? Like this movie made from that script, well, or was from, there something on that script that, like, once they started filming, they changed some things, quirked it, well, you know, f- made it, made it their own.
0: From from a lot of the conversations uh, I've had with people like in the film industry, there is just the underlying fact the a lot synopsis. of the time, well no there's the underlying fact that a film that is written is never what you see on screen and a lot of the time it is for the worst like it's it's never it's it's a tricky industry like right. in that I, I get i get 100 <laughs> pages of
1: script of some something some that's blacklisted something that's pretty amazing and then I released something that's 70 pages. A lot more action than I called for. A lot of fucking dialogue
0: changes. and Yeah. And it could be a whole host of reasons. Budgetary. Like, it can be... They just didn't... Yeah, have- who, who picked up the
1: script? Was it Miramax or was it fucking Disney? Exactly. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. How much? <laughs> could we throw fucking Honey Mill at this? Or could we only throw 17? You know, then we need to pay Cage. We need to pay January Jones. We need to pay fucking um guy pierce like <laughs> you know some fucking there i mean I don't. Jane jones is worth money she's pretty but she's a decent actress not horrible but i gotta say that burned up probably what three and a half million close to four probably just get those three just those three so then we're we're, we're gonna have action sequ- sequences we need to pay people to shut down fucking roads in new orleans we're trying to do on set stuff so we do as you know or on location stuff but we'll do some back at the fucking you know, in Hollywood, but
0: it's like, so that, that 17 mil goes down real quick, just to like 12 mil. Well, on this, on this movie's opening week, it only took $249,000 at the U S box office. I can't believe it opened.
1: (laughs) Like it, it wasn't VOD.
0: No, this, yeah, this opened in, in, in movie theaters and,
1: was... Maybe they were worried about their Oscar contention and these <laughs> two released theatrically. So you're, you're, then, you're, then you're eligible for uh, Oscar.
0: And speaking of Razzies, you mentioned earlier, this film earned a Razzie nomination for Nick Cage for Worst Actor. Was it? For this movie? He was nominated for Worst Actor in this movie. And here's a quote from um, an article which reads, Seeking justice is nothing more than a typical potboiler with another phoned-in performance from Nicolas Cage. Another phoned-in. Shut up.
1: He may have some phoned-in, but I think a lot of his performances are definitely showing up.
0: Oh, of course, yeah.
1: Doing some fucking masculine beforehand (laughs) or fucking just, you know, smoking crank, but he shows up and does it.
0: Well,
2: Another phoned in.
0: Let's see how he talks about the film himself. I've got another another clip to play.
2: I signed up for the ride. You know, I didn't know what I was going to get with Roger, but I signed up for it. So whatever he wants, wherever he wants to go, I'm going to do it. I may tease him about it, just as he teases me, but I... I'm still willing to go to the outer regions if he's looking for something. And sometimes, honestly, after Take 18, um, some new realization does occur. It's surprising. I didn't expect it, but it did. You know, and I think, I think we've gone to some places together that, that are, are exciting. There's some things he's doing with the camera that I think are unique. He's using these tiny little cameras at times to give it more of a nervous energy to the scenes. He's also using these. We have a great crew. We have a tremendous uh, uh, focus puller who's who's able to go into like extreme close-ups with a 27 millimeter lens, and and you see things um, that you know, even like in down to the, down to the pupils things. So
0: with that,
1: it's very Nicholas cagey.
0: But with that, we see that like Nick puts everything into the, his films. Like he, he's very, he's very much engaged. And even, even this, you could see that he was probably trying to give his best for something that possibly like isn't, isn't the greatest of his performances. Like the, the, the finale to this like movie is kind of again it's it's underwhelming for the for the kind of tension that the movie builds and i don't know the more i I think about it it's kind of the yeah it does it the, the movie does feel underwhelming i think when i was in it like just because it plays upon like some of my fears of this thing of like who can you turn to who can you trust but yeah it kind of the way the way it wraps up and like out of nowhere we get the cop turn back up and everything's brushed under the carpet and they can live their lives once again well like
1: my 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 biggest opinion of nick cage is that if 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 he runs which (laughs) you know he's got a set of hair on him so you know when i can see a stunt double and i can see a nick cage and when it's him running i know it's him running so if he's running in a movie and you could tell that it's him it's He's he's really meaning to act in this film. Yeah, where like I felt like like you talk about next, I felt like next there was a lot of split shots of some other guy running with just like some weird wig on. Like he just kind of went in there one day and did it. You know, like how many how many days is taken? You know, can I do as much shots as I can in a week, and then you just do the rest by yourself?
0: Oh, don't don't get me started on next. <laughs> I hate I hate that movie. <laughs> um, so talking of hair that reminds me of like i have three questions that i always ask near the end of the podcast which kind of tell us a bit about the film and those questions are as such in this movie phil does nick cage have bad hair never has bad hair <laughs> Yeah, but he has nick
1: cage hair so i don't know if that's bad i think it's good it's his
0: Okay, I'll take that as a yes. I'll take that as a no on bad hair. Um, another important point that I always look for in Nick Cage movies is: does he do a crazy voice? Obviously, he's known for doing these out there voices and going to places people don't. Best I do. can
1: find when when he did who dat <laughs>
0: dat like he was at the bar at the beginning. That that really excited me that moment because I was like, he, he oh we're getting are g- we in it are we in? yeah. <laughs> But we got a glimpse of that guy that i know and love
1: and so that's 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 typical new orleans shit the uh, new orleans saints you know who that fucking chain of that game so like he yells that out but i don't know i think he did it wrong <laughs> like he's like who that
0: where it's like it's like who that who dat? who that and then my final question as always to everyone is do we get a Nick Cage freak out? Do we get a classic Nick Cage losing his shit moment in this?
1: I don't think so. Mate. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's a little... Sh- like when the guy pulls him out or the guy's like... Your child molester, and he jumps yeah. out like with a gun, and like maybe he was a little freaked out, but like that's that's the mo- like that was like level five excitement for Nick Cage. We weren't even close to ten, but that's I mean I say the rest of the is a two on Nick Cage, you know, style, and that moment maybe was a five.
0: Well, from from my research into asking these questions so far, it tends to be when we don't get a freak out. It tends to not be the best of Nick Cage movies. Not that, not that like everyone wants him to be on, kind of like. But it can, 10 it can be the time. it can be
1: the worst movie. But if we get a if we get a level
0: ten Nick Cage once, we accept the rest of the movie. Well, like there's some movies like we spoke of Mandy, like that, that was there was like 20 minutes of ten. Yes. yes. Well, there's <laughs> one, but there's one scene that like is a kind of like there is a 10 like prolonged one shot scene that is an earned 10 like i'm talking about the moment when he's in the bathroom which is like a fantastic moment whereas like this is like as you said it's very much nick cage could have been any other actor in this movie which is slightly i don't know it, it underwhelms me and like i this this premise this kind of idea of a, a shady underworld and these people seeking justice is a is a cool kind of playground to be playing in it's just i don't know i i i like to think that something down the line whether it's like a script issue or execs got involved that they i
1: i like to think behind the scenes there was a scene like where maybe he was chained up and like something horrible was going to happen to him and not just like shoot him in the head type of way like he's going to get murdered and he's freaking out because this is an english teacher from new orleans this is yeah. like this is not my world at all <laughs> like i'm fucking blown away like i'm freaking out i'm going nuts we could have got a 10 i think in this yeah but well, script writing made that not so we got a 5
0: well when thinking of this film like would you say to people to watch it. Like, yeah, would you recommend people watch this movie? I said I asked that in a really weird way. <laughs> I would say you could watch it and you will probably forget it. It's so, not a
1: bad movie by any means, but I don't think it's memorable. That is I've watched a lot of Guy Pierce movies too, and I feel like this falls under that shit too. Like he is a great actor, but him in this movie is forgettable.
0: Which is a real like that's the thing. You look, at the, you look at the cast for this and you think you're going to get some gold. It's very similar to a recently covered season of The Witch, which again, you look at the cast for that movie and it's like, I'm in for a treat here. Like, I love Nick Cage. I love Ron Perlman. I love Stephen Graham. I love Rob Sheehan. And it's like, that film is not good. This movie, the same. I love, I love Nick Cage. I love Guy Pearce. I love January Jones. And then it's like, it's just slightly underwhelming.
1: Like, I mean, you've, you've listened to us many times and me and Joe, like sometimes we get to a point where we're like, this is a movie. Like, that's all we can say. Like, it wasn't like, we'll tell you if it's a bad movie, Yeah, we'll straight up say like, don't watch it. It's garbage. But if we have like, probably like a totally neutral opinion on it, we're just like, it was a movie. Like you'll watch it and probably not watch it again and forget about it. Maybe you'll be flipping through TNT late at night and it might pop on and you're like, I'll leave it on, but it's just one of them films. And you'll probably watch it the second time and be like, did I watch this before? (laughs) I've seen this. It's one of those types of movies. Like, it was just kind of forgettable.
0: Well, that's what sometimes makes this podcast hard. Is sometimes I have to cover these movies that are very. Middle I know because you
1: want to talk the Crazy Cage. You want to be the Crazy Cage.
0: Well, I like. It's very easy to talk the the extremes of anything. So the good, like when you when you get a good cage, I could talk for hours. When you get a like, when, when you when you butter. get Daniel
1: Day Lewis, uh, there will be blood. Like when you get that, like yeah, yeah, that yeah. fucking intensity. Like it's so easy to talk for hours and hours about that sort of guy. I mean, we 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 talk about it often. Like we always <laughs> bring it back to like there will be blood. Like I drink your milkshake, I drink yeah, it up. Yeah. <sighs> like it's just you know, it's it's it is harder to talk about the fucking the sl- 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 slower times. Yeah, but definitely. it's still a movie he did, and and I'm happy he did it
0: but it's just you know it's a it's a throwaway perfect well talking about like movies moving slowly you are the co-host of those movie guys who obviously at the moment things are moving very slowly ah, for you because shit. most of your <laughs> most of your show has been kind of canceled in that there's no movie news there's no upcoming movies how are you guys faring and what is it you guys do over there uh, those movie guys. Well,
1: we, we we we've adjusted shortly. We're um for our box office numbers because they've been zero, <laughs> and we knew that after the first time we said there was zero, they were going to continue to be zero every week. Um, so uh Joe's been looking up uh, random date in history that day and talking about those uh at that point in time, um the the top five grossing movies that week, not in that month or whatever, just that week. Um, And that's been really interesting because it's like, you know, you're trying to figure it out, but it's like, what the fuck happened in 95, man? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I might, I might be able to pinpoint one, but I'm at the wrong end of 95 or whatever. And then the upcoming, usually we tell you everything. It's coming out to, you know, either whether it be in theatrical releases or in uh, video on demand stuff that you can rent. Um, We've moved into movies that we would like to see in the theater. And now we're rolling into uh, movie naming actors you would like to go watch a movie with in the theater
0: um can i can i just ask you this may this may um, put me on the spot put you on the spot or or ruin ruin something from from your show but oh don't worry about it there was one movie you could watch at the theater with nick cage what would it be whether it's his movie or another movie
1: see that was the problem with the, the 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 idea we had, it was like, would we pick a movie that included that person? Like, would I want to watch a Bill Murray movie? Like, would I want to watch Groundhog Day with Bill Murray? I'm like, I don't think he would appreciate it as much as me. I'd rather watch a movie with a certain character, like a certain person, like Nick Cage, and watch a totally different movie. So if I had to pick a movie to watch with Nick Cage, um, he seems like a trippy dude. Seems kind of like a space cadet. He's kind of fucking out there sometimes, you know. He's really eccentric, um, and I would. So it's a movie that I picked that I would I would love to have watched in theater. That my dad said he watched in theater, and him and a bunch of his friends were doing ass and watched it the whole time. <laughs> and I would I uh, probably two thousand one a space Odyssey with Nick a, Cage.
0: What a fantastic pick! That's, that's like I
1: think he would just I think Nick Cage would appreciate the movie in the same aspect I do, like. Love the music that blue uh blue danube, that soundtrack. Like that. I think he would appreciate that. What Nick Cage movie would I watch with Nick Cage is a question you didn't ask, but I will answer it. (laughs) I think God, I I would have to say that I, I think it would be probably Mandy
0: that is a fantastic choice as well I,
1: I i just feel like the, his other roles i feel like he did do them well you know his, his he's got icon roles but i feel like he would love mandy for the chaos that it was like he would giggle at his parts he would laugh <laughs> in the seat next to me like oh fuck, here we go man this is where i was fucking doing that thing like so that would, i think that would be
0: fun amazing well this seems like a perfect place to leave it phil where can people keep up to date with what you guys are doing over at those movie guys
1: uh those movie guys um those movie guys podcasts on instagram we're not really doing twitter anymore we laid off that uh facebook same thing those movie guys podcasts i mean we're everywhere set your fucking itunes i mean you yell at alexa and tell her to find it like
0: we're around perfect well it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on talk about this lukewarm movie phil
1: (laughs) It, it was but you know i'm happy to be here dude i'm happy to see you i'm happy to talk to you
0: well there you have it guys talk of nick cage running in this lukewarm movie i think maybe that the anagram hunter is right uh this film had potential it really really did it just kind of it's, 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 it's let down a bit. It's, it's very middle-of-the-road, Cage. Sometimes we want those extremes. Sometimes sometimes this is passable, though. Definitely something I probably would watch again, but that's because over the time I'm getting a fondness for Nicolas Cage. Something that I never thought I'd say. But, yeah, he's I've, my heart has melted and I've I've warmed to the guy. So it's, but it's been an absolute yeah pleasure for me to record this one and thank you for thank you for listening always always thank you for listening if you ever want to get in touch if your opinion is different to mine all my guests don't harangue them harangue me and you can do that on facebook twitter and instagram facebook and twitter is at caged in pod and instagram is Patsy Lewis underscore all of it will be in the show notes so you can get it all there uh one last thing is i started uh writing like a little blog about like little experiences that the podcast have presented to me and stuff like that and you'll be able to find that on medium uh the app or the website again it'll be in the show notes but yeah if you look for Patsy Lewis on there uh there will be yeah little articles uh one one i've just posted as of today is an article about army of one and how um larry charles the director is revisiting that film to finally release the version that he had always intended obviously we're living in a time at the moment with a spate of this happening whether it's Zack snyder with the The Justice League Snyder Cut, which is kind of plastered all over Twitter and just fanboys going nuts for it. Or even just as this week, David Ayer says he's going to rejig his suicide squad. Apparently that's not good enough. And I don't know. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's just calling for stuff to be recut and just distributed out there. But I'm really looking forward to the Larry Charles one. And if all things go accordingly to plan... Larry Charles will be on this podcast to talk about it then. Uh, yeah, uh, so that would be amazing. For me, personally, that will be uh, amazing. I, I almost fear now that I've said it on the podcast, I've jinxed it and it's not going to happen, but I will will it into existence and I will try my very hardest to make sure that I get to talk to Larry fucking Charles. So, guys, as always, I've been your host, Petrus Pazilis. You have been amazing. I will see you next week when I will be talking to frequent caged and collaborator Bob Turnbull to to be discussing the sequel to Ghost Rider in Ghost Rider, The Spirit of Vengeance. I can't wait so see you then so until next time catch you later bye
2: this podcast is presented by the breadcrumbs collective home of the pod charles cinecast caged in copo
1: connections a Drip town limery main franchised and many more to come